0: How's it going everybody welcome back to tour life uh today's podcast we have two sponsors for today's podcast the first one is aura and we'll send that over to silas now
1: tired of constantly receiving spam phone calls to the point where you don't even bother answering your phone anymore i know i have this issue my phone is constantly blowing up it'll say unknown number Who is that? I don't know. You keep blocking them. It doesn't matter. They always pop up. Well, data brokers are actually making a fortune selling your information to robocallers, spammers, and others who want to learn more about you, like where you live. Well, today's sponsor, Aura, can identify brokers exposing your info and submit opt-out requests on your behalf. Brokers are legally required to remove your info if you ask them to, but they make it super hard to do. Let Aura handle it for you. Aura also does so much more to protect you and your family from online threats that you can't see it's really easy to set up so you don't have to download several different apps to get things like parental controls antivirus vpn password management identity theft insurance and more you get everything at one affordable price let aura do the hard work of keeping you safe online so you can focus on other tasks with peace of mind you can either let people continue to exploit and profit off your private information or you can go to aura.com foundation disc golf To start your two-week trial, also linked down in the description. Thanks again to Aura for sponsoring this video. Let's hop back into it.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, Valentine's Day is knocking and Manscaped is the remedy for what the love doctor ordered. His prescription? The all-new performance package 5.0 Ultra, designed to elevate your grooming game and shine like the heartthrob you are. Join the 10 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with our exclusive offer, Go to manscaped.com to snag 20% off plus free shipping with the code banter. It also comes with their brightest LED spotlight. Perfect for the precise grooming, even in the trickiest spots. It's a waterproof too, making shower shaves a breeze. And for the beard Kings, manscaped brings you your beard hedger pro kit designed to shape your scruff effortlessly. It sculpts cheek lines and maintains beard styles, giving you that suave look for your romantic moments. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code banter at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code banter because your grooming upgrade awaits, ready to charm your Valentine's dates. Speaking of romance and love in the air, Yuli, you got some news, brother. Tell the people. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's been a little secret, you know, for
2: some time now, but Sarah and I are expecting so we're super excited, yeah! I'm gonna be a pops, man. It's kind of a crazy situation. That is wild,
0: man. That is wild. Yeah. Congratulations! Uh, yeah, how did you? How did you guys like kind of fast. find out and stuff?
2: Um, like, how did that know, whole the,
0: process work?
2: Well, it was like it was like a dual. It was like a dual thing. I was on my way home. Um, we had a conversation, and I'm like, I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure we're pregnant. And so I I grabbed a um. Test on the way home, and we did it, and right there, it was just like instant, bam, we didn't have to wait, nothing, and uh, I mean, it was awesome, honestly, kind of blew my mind, but uh, yeah, it happened super quick, so I'm very, very thankful for that, and everything's um, looking good, she's healthy, everything's on pace for hopefully very successful birth.
0: Now, was there any thought about like waiting to see what the gender was going to be or anything like that? Or did you guys want to know right away? She wants to know, I don't really
2: mind waiting. Um, so I think we're going to wait like maybe a month or two and then, and then find out for sure. We might do a little gender reveal or something. I was
0: going to say, are you gonna do some sort of disc golf gender reveal or what is there? You got anything in the works? I'm hands off
2: with that stuff. Whatever Sarah okay. comes up with, I'll definitely, I'll definitely do. She's brought some ideas. She was like, "No, maybe you should hit a golf ball, or you should throw a disc, or whatever." And I'm like, "Whatever you want to do, sweetie." So
0: yeah, if you want to get real crazy? You can throw a disc up in the air that's like breakable into dust of the color, and Boom. hit it out of the air with a golf ball. Now, super risk, right? Because if you miss, then it's just a complete. <laughs> It just falls on the ground. But if you hit it, that is an electric video.
2: That would be so sick. I don't think I could trust myself That'd with either so, of those things. So
0: there was a there was a baby there was a gender reveal with an ex basketball player, I think ex NBA basketball player, if I remember correctly, and they missed the shot and it just like the ball just blew up on the ground. And that's how <laughs> or there That's might have been right. wait was uh, no I'm not thinking about I'm, I'm I'm completely think making up a story. I think it was baseball. I think there was a baseball player and he whiffed the ball. He was supposed to and hit it out of the it just exploded. End. Yeah, and it just dropped on the ground and hit and exploded.
2: It's so funny oh. because you know how Instagram listens to you and stuff and so now all my stuff is gender reveal and baby oh, this baby goodness. that.
0: Wow, crazy. So oh, David him, Ortiz. But- Thank you Bobby. Bobby in the chat. David Ortiz. Go whiffing a swing and it just dropping <laughs> and exploding at the bottom. So that's
2: something I would do for sure. So maybe we'll just do like a, maybe a clap. I'm like a, a classic popper. guy.
0: Yeah. Just like a little popper thing and just, poof. yeah, you exactly. can't mess that up. So. Exactly. Well, I know everyone over here, all of our tour life crew, all of our watchers uh, we congratulate both you and Sarah. That's very awesome. And uh, we wish Thank you all you. the best with that. It, it's going to be fun, man. This upcoming year is going to be awesome. Just kind of hearing all the stories of what it's like like all the stuff you're going through we Mm -hmm. might have to be a little bit flexible maybe with tour life and like when we film and everything so (laughs) everyone everyone be uh be okay with that because obviously when you when you are right in it right at the beginning I'm sure it's it's crazy so
2: (laughs) I can't yeah I'm in, in for a treat that's for sure
0: yeah uh all right elephant in the room Oh, no. Um, I made a tweet saying if this tweet gets over a thousand likes, I will wear the Connor horse shirt on the podcast on Tour Life this week. And it did, it did get over a thousand likes. So I am repping the Connor horse. Uh, shout out to Connor. He still has not aced uh, Peaks View Hole Three, but I do have the Yuli horse underneath. Oh, perfect! Uh, top perfect. seller, top seller. Um, shout out to everyone that's uh, gone out and bought some tour life. How merch. are the
2: orders? Are we still? We're in gonna the get lead? the
0: updates at the end. Silas is crunching the numbers. We will, will, will do. What's a f- your gut instinct? No, I feel like the tour life crew went ham this past week, so I think I think a lot of the tour life crew yeah. start started picking it up. We got some new stuff in there too. The performance tees I think are really cool because obviously these shirts are nice to just wear around but the performance tees are the ones that you can actually play disc golf with. And we got a uh, 10 months from Ronnie. Congrats to Yuli on the pregnancy. You'll make a great dad, Yuli. So shout Thank out you. to our Tour Life crew captain, Ronnie, for 10 months. Let's freaking go. All right, let's let's uh, let's do a little quick little recap. Obviously, that was the big announcement uh, for Tour Life. I'm up here right now in Lynchburg. As you can see, I'm on the set of... what What show? I guess this would be off season debate night. Yeah. I'm on the set for that. Uh, in the bag. Yep. And, uh, why am I up here? Well, we are doing film. We are filming the foundation all-star event. So if you guys watched last year, we get all of the, uh, all of the employees, which I think we have what, five, four, four, eight, thirteen. 13. I think we're gonna have like 13 people this year competing in this all-star event. So we're doing that all. So be on the lookout on Foundations YouTube. That will be coming out. It'll be really really fun. Um, we got hacked. I don't know if you saw that, Yuli. Uh, we got hacked. I don't know, if Silas. If you want to make a statement, do you have anything to say? <laughs> uh, I don't have anything to say, man. Okay. okay. Um. So, so. No comment. So I'll, ah. I'll let I'll let the people know kind of what happened. This is not a, they guessed our password. This is not a, we don't have two steps of verification on. What this is, is they're able to get into your computer to where they now can operate your computer from their computer. So if you're signed in to your YouTube channel, for example, if you're signed into it, they can basically go on their computer and do whatever they want on your YouTube that you have access to. Now, we're smart and we have managers. So our managers, they really can't do too much. All they can really do is like private videos. So what they basically do, and if you went to our YouTube channel on Foundations this past week, and if you went to Robbie's, uh, basically what they do is they try to private all your videos. They change your name, on the YouTube channel, they change the image of your YouTube channel. So that way, the, all the people that are subscribed, they're like, I don't know what this channel is. And then if you go to it, there's nothing on there. And then they slowly try to throw in a bunch of playlists from all these crypto things. And they have like a um, a live stream. It's not really actually live, but they upload it like a live stream. And last time we got hacked twice. Last time uh, it was, I think... Who was it? It was the Tesla guy, Elon Musk selling something this time. It was going to be some crypto person trying to get people to buy crypto. We luckily got into it before they went live and we shut it all down. Everything's back up and running. Um, Thankfully it's, we still don't really quite sure we quite know what the situation is. Yes. Everyone's saying the flash drive to the flash drive. (laughs) Luckily, Luckily Tour Life wasn't touched. Um, but there is a there, there's like a 90% chance Silas just lost his email and it's just gone. It's gone. My even my whole YouTube channel, my whole 700 subscribers, all of you guys, they're gone. Oh so, no. So we will when once Silas kind of gets his bearings and creates a new YouTube account, we will shout it out on here so all you guys can go over and subscribe to that. But yeah, that is it. So that's the update on the hackage. And uh, I mentioned it earlier, Connor, we, we went and did a live stream. This was actually a sick idea. We, we had $100 bills. He had 100 minutes to make an ace. As soon as he made an ace, he got whatever money was left. And each minute that went by, $1 was taken away. So after 10 minutes, he had a chance to win $90, right? After 50 minutes, he had a chance to win uh, $50. And people were donating money during the live stream to put money back in, give him more time. <laughs> and that's amazing. And so I think it was like a total of an hour and 20 minutes of him trying to ace this one hole out here. So whenever you come up here, whenever you do, you need to go out there to see how long it took you to ace because we did a live stream where it was me, uh, Connor, or me, Hunter, and Trevor, and we weren't allowed to leave until all three of us ace. I aced it on like my 17th or 13th throw. Hunter and Trevor aced within the next like 30 minutes or so. So we got out of there quick. He has now spent over 10 hours trying to ace this hole. (laughs)
2: No, he hasn't.
0: Yes. Yes. (laughs) He has now put in over 10 hours of time. It's 180 feet, nothing in the way, a little downhill. And (laughs) one of the last throws he had, he actually threw one of my get get freakies. It slammed into the chains, dead center, and it just whoop, whoop out. <laughs> and I was like, I, I don't think you're going to ever ace this hole, man. I don't <laughs> think you're ever going to do it. So <laughs> thanks to everyone that joined the live stream there. That was a lot of fun. Good times over there. All right. Um, so let pull up our Instagram and get that ready to go. We're going to talk about Kristen Tatar, and then we'll go over to some Instagram comments here in a second. So news, Kristen Tatar, she is doing a great job. And I don't know if it's her or her publicist or her team. I know she's added on some people this off season, but she's been doing a great job of like keeping the headlines this off season Yeah. without moving uh, manufacturers or anything. You know, last week it was the gambling company uh, PFA or PU something. Can't remember. Sorry. Uh, this week it's Porsche. So it's uh Estonia P- Porsche Estonia Krista Tatar signs co- cooperation agreement with Porsche Estonia. She will receive a Porsche Macan? Is that I'm not I'm not with the fancy cars. How do you pronounce that? Anyone know? M A C A N Macan? Not even to try. Macan McC- or Macan? That's fine. I'm going to get roasted in the comments. That's fine. I don't know luxury. I'm sorry. Um and the photos of this are actually incredible. So, if Silas can throw these photos up so everyone that's watching can see this. Uh, she's got some pretty cool disc. It looks like some commemorative. Commir- commir- oh my gosh, help me with that word, please. Commemorative disc. <laughs> commemorative. Commemorative, commemorative yeah, they, disc. <laughs> um, oh yeah. And the the photos of this are crazy. So it looks like she has. Uh. Porsche Drive Kristen Atar. And so I think the drive is some sort of new thing that Porsche is pushing with their new new uh cars and then she had uh, she has one of the best signatures. That signature is freaking nasty. Uh on the car. And so I think it was hard to kind of get more information on this. I I know we're going to probably try to get Kristen on at some point because her interview last time was awesome, so this will definitely be something that we can definitely bring up when she comes back on the show. I, what the, the sense of what I got is we'll give you this car to drive around for the year. And we'll work together. I, I don't know yeah. if there's money being tr- exchanged. I'm not entirely sure. But that's all, that's all I know. So we'll talk to her and just kind of see. But this is huge, Yuli. Porsche, a luxury vehicle now uh, dipping their toes into disc golf. What are your thoughts on that?
2: I mean that's amazing. I I feel like that's like a European thing is getting cars involved. Didn't they have your like Ford as one of the sponsors for for a few European players? Open for
0: or they were the sponsor for the Presidents Cup yeah. last year, right? So yeah. they they've, they've 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 definitely been in there.
2: Um, but like you said, luxury car. I mean, <laughs> Porsche is a nice brand. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's really nice. Uh, yeah, kudos to her for. Like you said, just keep. Um, oh, just Porsche! Them... People
0: want us to pronounce it properly. Sorry, Porsche. Porsche. Yeah. Sorry, Porsche. But she I feel just like keep... people say Porsche. Yeah. But for sure. The 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 actual pronunciation is Porsche. Okay. Isn't there a song? Hey, little Porsche. I wanna. Yeah, I think so. Okay, <laughs> it's possible.
2: <laughs> but uh, she's been doing a great job of just keeping, worship. kind of push, pushing forward with all of these sponsorships and stuff. Um, I think it's huge, honestly, because for one, for the FPO division, to see somebody who's able to bring in those nice big companies um, kind of gives life uh, to their division. and And hopefully the rest of the field can kind of see that there's some great marketing schemes out there for them and maybe that'll help boost them up. Maybe we'll see some other nice sponsorships coming for, for some more FPO players. And, and, but I mean, Christian, I, I don't think there's a better sponsor for her. She's, she's a, she's freaking luxury. You know what I mean? Like she is clean all the way through and through one of my favorite players. So congratulations to her on.
0: I'm, I'm going to make the analogy. Awesome yeah. I'm going to make the analogy to, uh, to Ronda Rousey here of where, i don't i i'm going to disagree a little bit in the short term of where i don't think what's happening what she's doing right now is actually going to change anything with the other fpo players i think she i think she's head and shoulders above everyone else and so she is going to like she is the top dog and so companies can look at okay we can get massive value from working with her now What that could do down the road is elevate everyone else to where down the road now more people are paying attention to FPO, more monies in FPO, and then that comes. But I don't think this signing or the gambling sites, I don't think any of those are all of a sudden now going to open the floodgates to where now these other companies. No, 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 no. She's the most marketable person right now in FPO. And also, I would say probably one of the top five in disc golf. Like She is massive. And so I, I, to me, this feels like more of a Ronda Rousey situation of where she's going to get everything. She's going to get all the attention. She's going to get all the money and she deserves it. And then down the road that she'll leave a massive wake for everyone else to kind of uh, work their way out of, if that makes sense.
2: Right. Uh, no, pretty much to my point, I guess is, is that if I was in that division, I would look and see what the opportunity is there for me as well and get my Button gear get to work because whenever you have somebody pushing the bar like that, it can only help you if you have that sort of motivation. And I guess that's just the way that my brain works is when I see those nice things, you know what I mean? I'm, I want those things. I want, you know, that type of recognition. And so I work harder and I hope that's what is, will happen, I guess, with the
0: um, other women in the field easier said than done but if you want to put if you want to put your time stamp or uh, put your name a name stamp on the fpo division right now if you go out and you consistently beat Kristen or you beat her a couple times you are going to blow up i mean that's just the nature of the beast so uh it's a perfect like you're saying a perfect opportunity for everyone else in fpo to be like hey if I if I can put in the work and I can go out and maybe challenge her, beat her or whatever, because she doesn't really have she doesn't have a rival. There isn't someone. No, not like right her now. rival is like hopefully someone in the field plays good that week and and hopefully she plays bad to where it, there's a chance that she loses.
2: Hey, and you you never know what happens in the off season. People put in work. People unlock no, codes in their own game. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? People are going to be coming after her. So, mm-hmm. it, I'm. Excite- I mean, the season's coming up so fast, man. I'm so excited to see what happens in, in just disc golf in general because of where the sport's at and the opportunities that are out there. I mean, every off season is an opportunity for somebody to level up.
0: Yeah, and I would I would even say, too, I think players are now starting to kind of see the landscape a little bit of where all the manufacturers are at and are realizing, oh, there, there are not like infinite spots out there. Like there yep. are a, a, a number of spots available. And if you're not in one of those slots, you gotta, you gotta go out and do something to get yourself in the slot. So it will be very, very interesting. All right, Silas, do you have those interests? Do you have the Instagram set up? All right. So if you guys don't follow our Instagram account, definitely go over to Instagram, check it out tour life. I believe a uh, tour life underscore underscore podcast. Is that what it is? Silas tour life underscore podcast. Let me see if I can make this big so I can actually read these things. Um, so we take clips shout out to our social media guy, grant social social grant clips, I think is what we're calling them. Grant. That sounds like a good name. Shout out to grant clips. He's the one that, uh, clips all these things out. Also Silas kind of pulls the clips out and then he edits them. And, uh, we had some interesting comments on some of these Yuli. So I wanted to kind of bring some of these up. So the first one we're going to go through is the clip of you talking about how disc golf is a little bit of like gambling. And, uh, we're going to read through some of these comments. So the first one says this is from coach. You guys are paying $200 to buy into a four day tournament. Most of which is probably covered by your sponsors. This isn't even close to poker slash gambling. And then you responded with the, it's literally gambling. Um, just Google gambling says to play a game for a chance to win money. Uh, yeah. And that's basically what we're doing. And I, I get, I can see why some people don't like the word. I mean, I was going back and forth with one person that was making the claim that gambling and, and betting are different, that those two things aren't the same. And that, I mean, that actually blew Kelsey's mind. She was like, "I, I gotta, I gotta walk out of this. I can't read, I can't read these responses <laughs> I was, anymore." I
2: was honestly reading some of these comments and just kind of cracking up, it, man.
0: I mean, it was so. Okay, imagine because I mean you're married, man. So let's let's just walk through this real quick. Imagine we have a gambling problem, okay, and our wives are helping us and being like, "Honey, listen, we got it. <laughs> we got to stop gambling. It's not good. Whatever." And uh, you know, you start couple days later go by. You're like, I'm not going to gamble more. I'm not going to gamble more. A couple days go by. It's Sunday. It's football. You're watching it. You're screaming. You're getting jacked up and she's coming in. She's like, did you get, are you gambling on this game? And you're like, no, honey, no, stop. I, I told you I'm not going to get, I, I placed a bet. I, I placed a bet on this game. I'm not gambling. <laughs> I placed a bet. Uh, you would get thrown out of the house so fast. Gambling and betting are the same exact thing. And uh, if you want to argue against that, well, I, I don't know how to argue against that. It, it's well,
2: literally the same thing. The, the one argument that I saw the most was uh, no, because you have control over the outcome. So, here, but here's the thing. If I am playing, let's say an 800 rated player and they want to bet me $5 straight up, mm-hmm. I could break my leg and not finish the round and I lose. That is a possibility. It's not likely. But there's a possibility that I don't finish and what would happen? I would lose $5. It's a gamble. There's let's, better odds for me.
0: Let's throw this scenario out. You just graduate oh, you you don't graduate college. Okay, you're in college, you don't graduate college, you buy you use all your money you have to buy a vehicle and you're and you go and you say, "You know what? I'm going to try to be a professional disc golfer." And you travel the whole the United States Going all over, spending all your money week to week, literally needing to cash at every tournament to survive to go to the next tournament. Does that not sound like a gamble? A bit yeah. of a gamble. Yeah, you're you're and and at the end of the betting
2: day, on yourself.
0: At the end of the day, life is is life is we we make gambles all the time. We make bets 100%. all the time. Like every single day, there is a gamble to everything. So I get I get the pushback a little bit, but let's let's be real. We are we are kind of in a way gambling a little bit and and the way for that
2: kind of in a way we're gambling a lot of bit
0: we are and (laughs) it's going to get more and more removed once Mm -hmm. our money isn't necessarily in the pocket right once there aren't uh entry fees that are accounting for more than 50 percent of what we're playing for if there was no entry fees and there was all these sponsors playing and we just show up and we try to play and we and we but even then there's a little bit of gamble because you're paying for flights. You're paying for hotels. You're, you're, pay- yeah, you're, you're paying for all these things in the hopes of potentially making money at this tournament or potentially playing well enough at this tournament to where maybe you get sponsored or whatnot, right? Well, uh, was there and, any other? Go, go ahead. Yeah. Pull yeah, up those comments last, again, Silas. Last point,
2: too, is somebody was like, well, you don't even pay your entry. Your sponsor does. Well, that's part of my contract that I get. It's my mm-hmm. money. It's my money that they are putting in there. It's not their money. It's mine. It's in my contract to where I get the 7000 or $8,000 per year for me to play in tournaments. Once they sign that contract, they're paying my entry fees. It's mine
0: also there are there are other people in here and, and this happens a lot and i get it uh we post a lot of things and the, the next one we're going to go to here in a second it's this is 100 percent what happened but uh, the majority of the time that we're talking on here the, the podcast is called tour life for a reason we're talking about stuff that is kind of relevant to me and you on tour and a lot of times we talk about stuff that's on tour so I, I i understand and i get some people that are like well when i play in tournaments like i'm just playing for the experience so i don't consider it gambling I get that because when I show up to blackjack and sit down to you know I have hundred dollars and I'm playing five dollar blackjack, that's different than someone that's sitting down and being like I need to I need to win I need to make money off of this. When I sit down, I'm like that hundred dollars is gone. It might as well be like a nice steak dinner. It might as well be going to the movies. It might as well be going to adventure uh, like an amusement park. I'm I'm spending that hundred dollars on the entertainment of playing blackjack. I'm not trying to make money and I get that from a lot of people. You show up to play a tournament and you're 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 entering because you want to test yourself and that is fun to you and that's entertainment. A lot of people on tour that's not what it is. This is their job. If they continue to go out and not perform, they're going to have to find something else to make them money. You can't just keep spending money and losing it and think that's going to be a career. It just it just won't work. So, um, yeah, life is a gamble. There you go, Munchy Munchie, Lego. Life, life, life is a gamble. Uh, I think there's a song that's even written about that. I won't sing it. I'll I'll save your guys' ears for that. All right, size. So pull up the other one. There's one more. I think this is more for me. So this was the one where we we're talking about. Uh, oh, I was talking about where if I'm uh, playing in a tournament. A professional tournament and during the middle of the round someone comes up to me and starts like asking me questions about like how how the holes played where's the ob what's going on all that that is an awkward situation right because you're trying to compete against each other it it can be an awkward situation some of these were interesting because uh all right, here we go. We'll, we'll, we'll just read through them. So this one says, how is it awkward? I've been playing. I've I've had plenty of people on my cards play blind, and I kindly just tell them where the basket is um, and how I normally play the shot. I, I'll even say what common lines are that people tape. Uh, I'm not sure who Chaser is. I don't recognize him, so I don't know if he's a touring player. Again, different situation. If I'm playing in a C tier, and, and Yuli, you even kind of mentioned, stop it right there, Yuli, because I want to talk about this one. When you kind of mentioned, like, you show up to tournaments sometimes, you've done this yourself at some of the lower level tournaments. I'm talking more on, like, the pro tour, is where it gets awkward. If I'm at a B tier, C tier, A tier, and someone asks me, it's not that big of a deal. It gets awkward more on the pro scene when someone's doing it. And I guess some people don't agree in one of those actually being Robert Burridge right here, who is a professional. He says, if someone is playing blind, usually it is because of circumstances they can't really control. I have never had any awkwardness with helping a player who is playing blind. It's always players who don't want to help their peer succeed that make it bad. It is as simple as, if it's as simple as distance OB and where the miss is, or if it's blind, how you attack it and let them do their own thing. And here, I'll be the first one, Robert. First off, appreciate you coming out there. I'll be the first one I've played with you before. And you've asked me how far something is Buy a rangefinder and figure it out yourself. Like, I, I mean, I, I'm just being honest. I'm, I'm honestly being, and I, I like Robert. He, I, I've, I've really enjoyed playing with him. I played him at you. I played him with the USDGC where he was like playing lights out. He was like the, in the lead or whatever. But I'm just saying it's, there comes a point in time where we are competing against each other, right? There are, there are reasons why Brooks Kepka got in trouble for throwing up the five to let, um, I can't remember who it was, let people know what he, what shot he hit. Like you can't do that in golf. You can't actively ask someone in golf. What club did you use? There's reason why those rules are in place. We don't have any rules like that in disc golf, but I could totally see that happening in the future. Of where, Yuli, it's not fair. It is not fair for, for me to be able to go up to you after you throw a shot and ask you, what did you throw? That is not a fair situation for the entire field. I should not gain an advantage because you're my friend. Same thing, and, and this is a hot take, same thing as you should not gain an advantage if you're playing with your friends and you go, hey, I think my disc crossed and bounds. And it didn't. And you have people saying it did because you're friends with them and they give you the benefit of the doubt because they're friends with them. That's not fair either. So this whole situation of like, and, and I was just going to let this pass, but it is, a, it is an issue. There, I, I've had multiple people come up to me and talk to me about how they don't like it. So there are people out on, on the course that aren't, and it is. And here's the thing, I normally help people out because, that, because it is awkward and I don't want to be a douchebag. And, and, and tell people like, no, figure it out yourself, man. But I I don't want to help people either. I'm trying to beat you. I need all the help I can get. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I think it comes down to this. It's pretty simple. It's sports. There are different kinds of competitors in sports, period. There's always going to be nice competitors and there's always going to be people who are quiet and keep to themselves. And there's always going to be douchebags, no matter which way you look at it in whatever sport you play. If I'm playing on a course, I ask somebody and he says, no, I'm good. I'm fine. I I'm a competitor. Yes. I'm fine with it. Okay. Not asking him. I'll ask this guy. If nobody tells me, then I get it. I'm not taking any ill will from that situation. You get what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. I understand that it's sports. Now, if somebody is gracious enough to be like, yeah, it's like there's O which most people are. Most people are. Hey, yeah, there's OB on the left. It's an island hole you got to cross up on the right side. There's a blah, 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 and they give you the breakdown. Most people are willing to do that, and it doesn't take them out of their comfort zone. And they can do that, and that is perfectly okay because by the rules, they are allowed to do that as of right now. Yep. But what it comes down to is it's preference. You don't want to do it, Brody. You don't have to. Yep. And there shouldn't be any sort of awkwardness any which and way that, about it. And if you I take it – And if you take it as awkwardness, that's because you're soft. That's because you're soft. And that's it. You asked, you got the answer. And if you're going to be like, Ooh, why didn't he tell me like, what a douche move? No, you're soft. That means you don't play sports. That's the way that it is. I like that stuff. When you're, when you're playing, let's say you're playing pickup basketball or even competitive basketball, there's trash talking going right all the time. And most of the time at the end of the game, what do you do? You shake hands, say good game. Mm-hmm. And then you go, off, you go on with your life and there's yeah. respect there.
0: There was another comment in there saying, uh, I don't know if you can pull that one up Silas real quick. There was one more comment I wanted to go over. Uh, you make good points there, Yuli, And I, I agree completely. Uh, there was one where someone claimed that I have done this before. Okay. Yeah. Danny Beauchamp, which go up a little bit, which I, that name, that da- name does sound familiar. I think I have, have you played with him? Yeah. Is, is, yeah. Yeah. I I definitely have played with him before. He says, says the guy who literally asked a thousand questions, even if not playing blind. So I don't know what he's referring to. I would love to get a little bit more detail, what that means. I'm sure he was coming after me in that comment. I'll be the first to say, there are multiple times where I ask like, what the heck is going on this hole? And the reason for it is because The caddy book doesn't always line up with what the PDGA rules say. And then we have people on the first tee, like telling you like, oh, today, this is how these holes are playing. So, yes, it is really nice to sometimes just get a full confirmation of like, this is how this hole is playing. I'm not I'm not asking someone how far a hole, a far, far far shot is at a professional tournament. I'm just not. I'm gonna have a rangefinder to do it myself, or I'm just not gonna ask. And that's just me. But if you do ask, I don't have a problem with it either. Just don't get mad if the person says no, I'm good. I'm not like you said, I'm good, man. Figure sorry, figure it out. Hey, sometimes and sometimes you're in a spot to where you just went bogey 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 and you don't
2: want to answer any questions about anything. Yeah. So if somebody <laughs> imagine if I just went triple, double, single, and then somebody's like, Hey Yuli, do you know what this hole's all about? I'd be like
0: bro scram like I, I need to get back in my zone I don't have time
2: for this get out of here man
0: um okay so yeah that was that was fun always uh let's keep firing off the Instagram comments down the road always fun to go and read those all right Nicholas Antilla uh, apologies I totally butchered his name I I said it the, incorrectly last week Antilla um Antilla. I reached out to him because I wanted to know what the situation was with that announcement that he initially made saying like basically I'm not on Dismania anymore and why he ended up signing. I was curious as to did he plan on leaving and then Dismania offered him something that he was like, oh, I'm coming back. And this is what he he told me basically that Eagle and Gannon, that he knew those announcements were happening, right? Because obviously Gannon was coming to Dismania, Eagle was leaving Dismania, So I'm sure he kind of had an idea of those things were going on. So they had basically, he said, two options. They could either say nothing at all or they could do what they basically did. Um, and so he, he he did bring up saying like he never said that he was actually leaving. But he understands now looking back that it was easy to kind of misunderstand the situation. Um, and he says if he could go back in time or in the future, he says he's not going to do that anymore. Because I think there were some people that were kind of confused by it. Um, but just to... That was the plan all along. The plan all along was for him to re-sign four years. So he had no intentions of leaving. Uh, just wanted to clear that up for him. Next announcement we have. Canute. Now this guy. Oh gosh. Am I, what's going on? My internet okay? You, Sounds you, good to me. Okay. That's all we need, right? We had great, great shows. And all of a sudden I come to, I come to foundation headquarters and my internet's all jacked up. All right, Canute. This is probably one of the funnier guys on tour. Uh, he is a character. I don't know him that well, but I've been around him enough to just know he's an absolute character. Did you see his announcement video, uh, Yuli? No. Okay, size. Can you pull this up? This this is incredible. So it's very quick. It is also good audio. We can't we can't hear the audio. Hopefully you guys can hear the audio. Oh, it's copyright audio. Okay, so go to his Instagram if you want to listen to it. But it, play it one more time, size, because it does go really quick. So play it one more time for everyone. So basically, for our audio our audio listeners, he took maybe like the top five or top ten memes over the last I don't know a couple years. And essentially just created a bunch of memes that shows that he's leaving um Dismania and is going to Innova. And that was basically his announcement. Which <laughs> I like I, that a lot. Which I think is probably one of Pretty... the most, if not the most, unique ways yes. to announce that you're now. Did did he maybe burn a bridge with some of these memes? Like having What was the, can you pull up the one where he's got a, is it, he's got Dismania buried. Is it the burial one or which one is that one? Or no, it's Innova buried. Wait, he's leaving Innova and going, sorry, I had that backwards. He's leaving Innova and going to dismania apologies. So maybe he did burn. I don't know. Maybe he didn't. I don't know. Maybe Innova will find this stuff funny, but I thought it was definitely one of the more unique ways of announcing that you are leaving a manufacturer and going to the other one. So yes, Canute is headed to Dismania to add to Nicholas and Tilla, and then you've got the, I guess, four-headed dragon with Burr, Kyle Klein, Alden Harris, and Gavin Babcock. So they're they're uh they've got a force over there at Dismania right now. Um. All right. Did you hear about Jeremy Rusco, and Emporia Country Club? No. So he plans to purchase Emporia Country Club or, ex- excuse me, Emporia Community Club. So the course that we currently play for the Dynamic Dis Open ECC, they were, they were kind of struggling and I think some investors came in to try to spruce it up and thinking that they could kind of turn it around. I believe that kind of failed. It looked like they weren't really making the money that they would think that they thought they were going to do. They even like kind of actually threw shots at the community and said like the community wasn't supporting them enough. So that was kind of going downhill. I don't know what the sale sold for, but we are going to have Jeremy Rusco on the show next week. He wasn't able to come on because he has like a town hall or something where he's going to be answering a lot of questions. So we will bring him on the show next week. So definitely come back next Tuesday, and we're going to ask a bunch of questions. And if you have any questions for him. Definitely drop them in the comments down below. I'll read through them and pick some of the best ones out. But he plans on purchasing. This is separate, I believe, separate from Dynamic Disc. It seems like it's a purchase, like a personal purchase for him. I did, I'm very curious about a lot of things. What is, what's his vision? What's the plan with the uh, Dynamic Disc? Open? Are House of Disc involved at all? Lots of going on. I mean, this wow. is this is a massive purchase to buy an entire golf course, basically.
2: So no, without without a doubt. That's absolutely insane, but pretty cool at the same time. Could be depending. We gotta yes. ask the questions. We gotta ask the right questions. I have and, so
0: many questions. Yeah. Like we were talking about it a little bit here. Uh, you know, there was some thoughts of maybe like maybe you just don't even do a golf course and you and you like put real estate on there is that even possible would the city even allow that a lot of questions to be had so we'll have him on the show next week excited for that 2024 world champ prediction super early here Disc golf pro tour put out a survey a a fan survey and the results came back and for those that don't know we are playing the world championships right here in Lynchburg, Virginia, just about 10 minutes, 15 minutes away from our studio. The world Champions championships will be going down this year. We will be playing two rounds at New London, three rounds at Ivy Hills. And obviously on the FPO side, no surprise at all. You have Krista Tatar taking an 83.8% of the vote. Missy Gannon. It's a little surprise maybe for some but she has been sneaky solid all year. 3.1% for Missy Gannon. You have Paige Pierce at 2.5%. And then on the MPO side, you have Calvin Heinberg at the highest at 23.9%. Paul McBeth at 135 which is no surprise. He literally created New London to potentially hold a world championship at one point. And then you have Simon Lizotte at 117 which is not... You know, I'm, I'm thinking a lot of these fans are really smart because Simon Lizotte came out and played new London once. I don't know if it was on video. It might've been and shredded. And that is very rare for people to come out to new London and play it blind and do really well. So maybe we got some good, uh, little insiders on the, uh, fan side of things, but wh- wh- any names list, not listed on there that you're surprised. Anyone high up there? I mean, the, defend, the
2: defending world champion needs to be on that list for sure.
0: Mm-hmm. Isaac Robinson not being on there is a uh, little surprising.
2: Isaac Robinson in a five-round event is a scary guy.
0: I hate he to tell you this.
2: Up. He doesn't He doesn't like have bad rounds, it seems like.
0: New London is very similar to Champions Cup. It just has OB on the right-hand side. Super backhands. Uh, I, I throw... Three forehands off the tee, maybe maybe four sometimes, all backhands. And who's a better wooded player right now than Isaac Robinson? There isn't
2: one. And then you got Gannon as
0: well, who's yeah.
2: pretty spicy. <laughs>
0: yeah,
2: so. it's a good player. There's a lot of good players out there, but I'd say I I'd say the defending world champion um, is probably pretty close behind those guys. I, I would guess. Yep, yep.
0: A couple tournaments happened this past week. A couple tournaments. We had the Maricopa Open, which was an A tier out in Arizona. Tristan Tanner takes it down, winning in a playoff over Andrew Marweed. Good to see Marweed back. He dropped out the week before with back problems. So good to see him back out there. Obviously, he was playing well since, uh, since um, he lost in a playoff. You have AB. Uh, finishing one shot out of the playoff. And then other notable names that were in the field were Aaron Gossage, Gossage and Parker Welk. We also had the MX Disc Golf Championship, which was, I believe, in Mexico. And you have Nicholas Culver beating Kevin Jones in a playoff at that event. And then the Southeast Asia Disc Golf Championships also took place this past weekend with Manabu Kajiyama taking that one down. Also,
2: Um, Corey Ellis took one down. Where were they?
0: New Zealand? Oh, is that the New Zealand one? I think so. Okay. Shout out to Corey Ellis. I did not see that, but shout out to Corey Ellis. Uh, Disc Golf Law put up some tournament purses numbers comparing last year to this year. And I found some of these to be fascinating. So if we're looking at these numbers, I'll read off the uh, 2022 and then I'll read off 2023. So... First 2022 for the PCS Open, which was a Disc Golf Pro Tour Elite Tournament, you had 48,975, and it increased to 62,671. Then you had the European Open Major going from 100,000 to 101,000. Then you had Ledgestone going from 125,000 to just under 140,000. Idlewild going from 86 to 93,000. D D Glow going from 86 to 100,000. And then the World Championship going from 100,000 to 200,000. So, what this tells me looking at these, good growth across the board at a lot of these tournaments. But the emphasis right now is really growing the World Championship purse. And I love that. I love that. I think that's what should happen. I think they should put more emphasis on it. I think they should put more emphasis emphasis
2: on the majors. Period. So one of the ones was the European Open going up a thousand. That needs to go up.
0: Yeah, that's um, these, a little surprising to me. That one did yeah. jump up. I mean, you had uh, you know D-Glo, for example, was a big you know it was one of the playoff events that went up almost fourteen thousand dollars.
2: Yeah, I'd, li- I'd like to see the, all the majors kind of go up. I think those should be our premier events. They should be the biggest ones, and they should all be pretty similar. Obviously, you can the World Championship should always be more right now because of where it's at in the game. Mm-hmm. But for the majors in general, there, there shouldn't, in my opinion, there shouldn't be very many tournaments that give you more money than majors.
0: I would almost argue there shouldn't be any.
2: Well, you see that, uh, what is it? The PDG or the PGA championships is always but the they, biggest purse.
0: They, they want, uh, well, the players, uh, the, the players, uh, that's what uh, it yeah, is. The yeah. The players, but that's the, that's the PGA tour wanting that to be a major. And so that's, that's their best way of doing it is trying to give a crap ton of money away. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but yeah, I agree with you. I think the majors definitely need to be bumped up the European open for sure. I think you know, looking at this list, I would love to kind of see the European Open maybe be twenty five thousand dollars more than everything else. But no surprise too with Ledgestone Open with all the the fundraising and everything they do over there, also coming in at one hundred forty thousand, just sixty thousand shy of the World Championship. So, uh, some good stuff there. All right, let's uh, let's talk some losers and winners of the off season. So on Grip Lock this week. Hunter and Trevor discussed their winners and losers in terms of uh, manufacturers, new signings, letting people go, and I kind of want to get your opinion on what you think, uh, if you agree or disagree. So we have Trevor Staub, first one Discraft winner, picking up uh, Chris. You know Chris Clemens was the biggest pickup on the MPO side. They pretty much kept everyone on uh, that was on, you know, the elite team. I'm pretty sure everyone stayed. And then on the FPO side, they locked up Holland Hanley for a couple more years. I think Page, yeah, did they make an announcement about that? For some reason, I want to say Page got uh, an extension. Um, Goose got an extension, I believe. So winners, I think. That's kind of a no brainer.
2: Absolutely. Best Def- team on the planet.
0: Definitely a good offseason. We are not biased at, as, at all. Dynamic disc, loser. Now, trying to think, dynamic disc, who did they lose? I don't Clemens. think they, they lost Clemens. I don't know if they picked up anyone. They lost Macy. And, and some, of, some bad press, right? Like, that wasn't a great story for them. So um, that was... Yeah, that that makes sense. Innova is a winner. Innova picks up uh, Emerson Keith. Um, They still have Calvin. They still have the European women. Um, They lost Canute. (laughs) They did did lose Canute. I I don't... They made... I believe they might have made this list before they saw the Canute post. The Canute post... (laughs) might have crushed Innova and actually knocked him down to a loser. We'll we'll have to ask them what their thoughts on that. Um, uh, Hunter Hunter I believe said Dismania was a loser, but Trevor thought Dismania was a winner. Interesting.
2: I would say winner. They lose Eagle. Okay. But they gain three other players and they make a contract extension with Nicholas. So I'm pretty sure that's a big win. Now this was. I think I, Nick, I think Nicholas, sorry to interrupt you no, is, good. is the most underrated like he's extension quiet. of,
0: of the year. He's very quiet. I don't, um, he's so
2: good. And for how big Europe is like, to have him on your team is essential for, mm-hmm. for European disc golf. I think
0: he seems like one of those guys that just needs a, like a little bit of a breakthrough and then, and then he'll kind of uh, just almost spiral out see, of control that, from there. I think because see, but
2: that's what I'm saying. Everybody says so that good. they're like, Oh, we're waiting for Nicholas to get the big one. The dude's a European champion. He's a finished two-time Finnish champion, but people like want to see
0: it. People want to see it on tour. I mean, it's just, they want to see it is. on
2: tour. Good, great. Do you know what a European Championship is? It's freaking
0: huge. No, I know. No, I know. I, I i's it, it, he. He's so quiet himself. Where you know, there's a lot of people on tour that kind of can help build up their name, and then other people love talking about them. He. He's just. He's just a nice, quiet, reserved guy. Yeah. And so he's one of those people that when he plays well, people will be like, oh, that's really nice. But yeah, I, I agree. I think he is probably, he probably is the most underrated player as far as skill goes. I mean, he, he's a, he's a top 10 player. He, he is. He's that good. He, he is that good. And he's super young too. So we'll see, we'll see what the future looks like. Uh, Hunter also thought some of the other losers, he has lone star probably right. Like not, not good stuff from the player side and also just like some of their staff just leaving. So that, that seems pretty good. They picked up a dog. They picked up who? Crime dog? A a dog. Oh, they They do have, they do have a dog. That's solid. Um, another loser on here is Prodigy. Hunter thinks Prodigy is a loser.
2: Yeah. Who'd they pick up?
0: I mean, they lost Gannon. I mean, they re-signed they re-signed Isaac, or they they have Isaac and Ezra still, but they lost. They Ganon. re-signed Ezra. They re-signed a, Ezra for one year. One year to to be the basically with his brother. It's definitely but, a loser. Yeah, I mean, it's, lose they Ganon didn't. And, they didn't bring they, anyone in, no. and they lost Ganon. Yeah, definitely a loser. Easy one there. West side winner. I agree. You, you had that big splash with Matty O and then DGA winner. I think so too. They, yep. you know, they didn't add any names that are going to pop out at you and be like, Holy cow. But if you know, disc golf and you watch disc golf and you pay attention to the leaderboard, they've got a lot of solid people on that team. Yeah, they do. That That is a solid team. And it's not just, not just the top three. It, it goes down quite a way. So, Solid, yeah, solid you, got, you got Parker, you got Tristan, and then you got Evan Scott. Sullivan, you Evan Sullivan Scott, Sullivan Tipton. Sullivan. Yeah, but Evan I mean, Scott. It's Evan Scott too, very freaking good. Yeah. Yeah, a lot, lot of good players. So very interesting. So yeah, let us know who you guys, who do you guys have as your winners this offseason? Who you guys have as your losers? Let us know. And, uh, you know, I'm sure there will be no disagreements in the comment section on this one. Wild story <laughs> of the week here. Wild story of the week. Um, this, I, I, I think this is anonymous. I'm not sure. David, our intern, did not have a name on this. So I'm going to go ahead and say this is anonymous. So here we go. T of hole 13. Blow golf. Pitch black. I have the box. The throw is over a river. River in front of the tee box is the bank with long grass going down to the water. As I'm throwing, something stands up from about six feet in front of me, coughs, and takes a couple big steps towards me. At least, it's, at least it sure seemed like big steps. I scream like a little girl, turn, and flee for my life. My, my card hears a few creatures run and splash upstream. Upon seeing a little brown body, they start laughing their butts off about how scared I was of the local beavers. A few minutes later, <laughs> We have all recovered enough to throw. We walk upstream where there is a bridge to cross the river. As we cross, someone looks down and notices something interesting. A wet and obliviously pissed off mama bear, standing in front of her cubs and staring us down. Now when we play glow golf, I always make sure someone beats me on hole 12. Wow.
2: (laughs) They thought I was a beaver, but I ended up being a bear. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, man.
0: Yeah, and a piss off mama bear too. That's something that you don't mess with. Holy no. smokes! That's an amazing story. The the craziest thing I've seen out in the wild was a moose, and it was yeah so terrifying. I I mean, it was maybe two hundred feet away, so it wasn't very close. But I I stopped in my tracks and immediately turned around and ran in the opposite direction. Dude, you know what? I have a crazy a crazy glow golf story what do you uh, hit him with it all right
2: so in arizona there's this course called papago park and it's an amazing glow golf course so it's desert course but it has a stream that runs through it and there's like two or three splotches of islands where the the stream goes and then goes around a big island and in those big islands there's huge like uh cattails and bamboo that shoots up. You know what I mean? So it makes this really cool, like Island green can't see anything. It's pitch black out there. It's really cool too, because it's like on a kind of a slope down. And so you can see all of Scottsdale behind it all lit up. Right. But I mean, this place is dark, so we're playing and it's a doubles. It's a doubles deal. And I throw my disc to the other side of the creek, so it's out of bounds. And I notice that a little kid is, like, hiding in the bushes. And I'm like, what the heck? Like, why is there a little kid out there? Well, me and my buddy at the time, his name's Rex Rogers. He plays there all the time. And I'm like, I got to go get my disc. I think this kid's going to steal it because he's, like, looking at it. And sure enough, he runs over there grabs my disc and he takes off running towards the fence. So there's this huge fence on the side of the park that has barbed wire that circle barbed wire at top, because there's this facility, um, right, right by this course. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to catch this kid. He's not getting away with my disc. So I'm chasing this kid running (laughs) through like the, uh, through the bamboo and through the thing, jumping over the Creek, And I'm like, dang, this little guy's fast. (laughs) Like, what is this? We get to the barbed wire fence, and this thing goes straight over the fence, like nothing I've ever seen in my life, Brody. I stop in my tracks, and I'm like, and I'm like, what the heck? And I take on, I book it the other direction because I'm like, okay, that's not right. I asked my buddy Rex, I'm like, dude, did you see that? He's like, yeah, what was that? I'm like, it wasn't a kid. <laughs> to this day, I don't know what it was. Oh, you
0: still don't know?
2: No clue. Dude, it took my disc, <laughs> it was running like a little kid, and trounced up this like eight foot fence over the barbed wire on the other side and took off into the facility.
0: Now, like an elf? <laughs> dude, I have no like, clue. I'm trying to think but, of small things that are magical, <laughs> dude. It was insane. So this
2: facility is like has like all kinds of different science experiments and go and stuff that goes on oh, in it. Like no. it, you're not allowed in and out of there, bro. I don't know what it was.
0: I'll let someone the viewers
2: to, decide what what the heck it is.
0: Escape the ex- It
2: was terrifying every time I ever would go back and. Go to that like little island, green dude. It gives me the heebie jeebies because of
0: that. I'm not a huge it's fan terrifying. of like the yeah. I, I There's the darkness. So many things that aren't scary at all all of a sudden become scary in the darkness. Not a fan. Not a fan. I'm not someone that sleeps with a nightlight, but you know I try to <laughs> try. To I stay didn't sleep with... for days, dude. This is scary, man. I wouldn't either. I, I've
2: never seen anything scale. First of all, I'm like, okay, this this little guy's quick. You know what I mean? Like, all right. Like he's got, he's got some wheels on him, you know, but when he scaled that fence, I'm telling you, he scaled it like this. Boop! He was right over the top.
0: And I'm yeah. like, yeah. and then wasn't affected by the barbed wire. That would have, that would have no, been the all. thing like that would have freaked on the me other out. Side. It's like, how did he just get through that with, without even worry about the barbed wire? All right. Well, if you guys have crazy stories and you want us to read them right here live on Tour Life, send them in to our intern, David, at wildstorytour at gmail.com. That is wildstorytour at gmail.com. All right. I think it's safe to say this is potentially a fan favorite, favorite segment at this point in time. We're going to Edwin Stats. And I talked to Edwin. He wants to say thank you guys so much for the love that you guys showed on the last podcast. He doesn't, you know, he was basically telling me like, I don't really go on social media that much and interact or whatnot, but he was reading through the comments last week was responding to some of you guys and, uh, definitely could feel the love. So thank you guys so much for, uh, sending that out to Edwin. And if you do love Edwin's stats, by all means, keep letting him know that you love it. And, uh, Hopefully we just keep getting good and good ones. So this one, because of last week and how people really enjoyed that, what he did is he actually broke down new manufacturer player analysis from 2019 to 2023. So he went back four years, uh, five years, right? Yeah, five years, 2020, 2021, 22, yeah, five years, sorry. He went back five years, all the way to 2019 when Paul Macbeth went from Innova to Discraft. And you can see on the left... Also, by the way, I got to address this comment. Someone was like, hey, Brody, we can read. You don't need to talk. This is a podcast. Not everyone's watching. So that's why I'm reading this image. Uh, so shout out to that guy that doesn't realize that we're doing a podcast here, Yuli, And we have tens of thousands of people that listen and don't watch. So, uh, hey, we love all our listeners. We love all our listeners. So, all right. So let's let's break this down. I believe there's 29 or so players ranging from Paul Macbeth going to Discraft. We have James James Conrad going to MVP. Ezra going to Discraft. We have Nico going to Lone Star. We've got Cole going to DGA. We've got AB going to Discraft. Thomas Gilbert. we got all these people. So 29 people here and uh, we're going to talk about the good so far. We're going to start with the good. Let's start with the good. So 45% of players that switch manufacturers from one to the next increase their birdie rate uh, with the new manufacturer. So putting is better with new sponsors. The biggest improvement in that from circle one X was Cole Rodolin. He went up 10% when going to 20, uh, when going to DGA in 2023, the average was 0.4%. So very small uh, improvement. On the C1X putting and that kind of just shows you at the end of the day, a putter is a putter when you're putting from inside of 30 feet. There, there's not there's not much difference in how put, uh, different putters fly. Ooh, and I can't believe I didn't mention Cole when we were talking about DJ, but keep going. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Cole, yeah. Cole Cole's on there, too. Uh, then we have circle Two putting. So this went up 4%. So this was like a noticeable increase for players that moved from one manufacturer to the other. And maybe it was like a psychological one, Yuli, of where, Hey, I, I can't putt that well with this, or I'm struggling with my putt. And what do you do? You change this, you put in a new putter and all of a sudden you start putting better. So 4% on average went up with the goose man going to disc craft in 2023, increasing by 32%. Now, Was that because of the new manufacturer? I would love to say yes, 100%. Discraft was 100%. I think there was a little bit too also with him just practicing a lot more circle two putting. Uh, I I saw him spend a lot of time with that. So I think a little bit of, you know, a couple variables at play here. Let's look at major winners. Four major winners, Yuli, in that time span of five years, there were four major winners that went and won a major with their new manufacturer. You have James Conrad, obviously winning in 2021 worlds. You have Chris Dickerson winning the 2022 championship cup. And then you have Paul Macbeth winning 2019 worlds and the European open. You've got Discraft actually winning three majors with people going to them. So, you know, Calvin, Ricky, some of you guys looking to win majors. Almost AB last year. Maybe AB needs to leave Discraft and then come back to Discraft to win one. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I thought that was very surprising to see that there was four major winners there. Um, Obviously Paul was on a different level in 2019. So uh, he probably would have won if he went anywhere, but still interesting stuff. We also had 15 elite and NT winners and two silver series with Paul at the top of that leaderboard, winning seven of those in 2019, Uh, You also have Ricky Wysocki when he went to dynamic, winning four. You have Simon winning two when he went to MVP. Uh, All right, let's look at the not so good. Sometimes the negative outweighs the positive. 66% of players decreased in driving or putting stats. So driving accuracy and greens and regulation decrease. Scrambling. This to me Yuli, seems like the no-brainer. When you're going to a new disc company, a new manufacturer, we all have those discs that we know exactly what they're going to do when we're in weird spots. I think it takes some time to find those discs, right? You have your special ones that you know, like, hey, I'm in a pickle. I can get out with this thing, right?
2: Oh, absolutely. I think that's a huge one. Uh, I also think that you're spot on as far as, as the putting increasing, because as soon as you get a new putter, completely new field, new manufacturer, you're going to put more time in on the putting green, which means you're going to increase your stats. Probably. That's a good point. Um, as far as like driving statistics, that doesn't surprise me either because you're putting in more work. When you go to the field, you're putting, you're just working harder to get those new discs back into your bag, scrambling, For sure, you get that on the nose with you have those certain discs to where you know exactly where the turn is at what distance. And when you're, when you have new discs in your bag, like for instance, when I switched, I remember being in certain situations, even certain holes to where memory would take me back to an old disc and I would Mm. be like, oh, that was my disc for this. Now what do I do? Type Mm. thing. So. I think those statistics are telling a really good story right there.
0: Now we will go down to the next slide here, Silas. So like we did last week, we're going to do more of a visual kind of board on here. This quadrants where you've got driving and greens and regulation on the bottom, you've got putting on the left. And the big takeaways from here is you can see that 30% of players increased in both driving and putting. You got Paul McBeth when he went to discraft, in 2019, he almost increased his driving and green and regulation by 10%. He marginally increased his putting. And then you have someone like a Cole who increased his, uh, driving by about 5% and increased his putting by almost 10%. So all those people in that quadrant increased in both categories. Now, if we go into the bottom left, that those are the players that decreased in both categories. This was 21% of the players decreased in both driving and putting with the big notable names in there. Thomas Gilbert, uh, going to thought space. You've got Ricky going to dynamic in 2022. You have, um, let's see who else you have in here. Uh, yeah, those are probably the big names out of those. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing that I want to take away from this too, that is interesting is if you break the graph into halves. So if you look at the top and the bottom, the top is going to be people that increase their putting. The bottom is going to be people that didn't increase their putting. There are a lot of people up top. And then if you look left to right, where it's driving and greens and regulation, that kind of looks more uniformed, right? Where like some people increased and some people didn't. So the, there talking to edwin here there wasn't like a massive takeaway of where he can say oh this is this is the trend that we are seeing i think we probably need more data points and to kind of extend this out Uh, but it was an interesting thing we can go to the last slide here this is the actual manufacturer side so you can see Dismania, which obviously this was heavily influenced by Simon Lazat going there, but Dismania had a huge increase when players went to Dismania. They had a huge increase on driving accuracy and greens and regulation and a minor decrease in putting. Discraft, uh, you had a little bit of an increase in driving, a little bit of an increase in putting as well. Um, MVP, excuse me, MVP was the Simon. Sorry, not Dysmania. MVP was the signing. So you could see almost 5% with, uh, driving 5% with the putting. And then some of the, some of the ones that struggled latitude 64, they decreased both in putting and in driving. And then thought space also decreased both in putting and in driving. So those are Edwin's stats of the week. Some interesting stuff there. Uh, he's going to get on the horn. He's going to run the numbers. He's going to crunch the data and we'll have some new stats for you guys next week. If you guys enjoy Edwin's stats, like this video, drop a like. We haven't really said that in a while. And if you're listening and you haven't subscribed to the channel, definitely drop a uh, subscribe there as well. And let Edwin know your uh, thoughts and feelings towards the uh, this week's stats in the comments down below. All right, this week in Foundation Disc Golf, the Heiser Club Championship tomorrow, folks. Tomorrow is your final day to be, uh, I guess, qualified or get the invite for the Heiser Club Championship. You don't know what the heck I'm talking about. It's a really fun tournament that we put on for a Heiser Club members. You come up here. We give a tour of the warehouse. We give it a tour of the studios where I'm sitting right now. We go out and we play a sick tournament. We actually are going to be playing New London, one of the courses that will be played at the World Championship. Uh, we have a sick trophy that we give out to the winner. And it's just a fun fun um, couple days of disc golf and hanging out with people that love disc golf, people that love this podcast, people that love foundation, really, really good time. So if you're interested in that, all you have to do is go over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash foundation disc golf, become an annual member. So it's only for annual members at the $10 or $20 level. Um, But Hunter did want me to mention All annual levels, all members that have the annual membership will get the year disc. So if that's something that's of interest of you, go check it out. Foundation, patreon.com slash foundation disc golf. All right. Listener questions. We have a new setup here. Silas, intern David, they set up a forum now, Yuli, Because before I was like posting stuff on social media and I realized like, yeah, I think I'll still do that every once in a while to grab some questions. But I think some people have like good questions throughout the week that like pop into your head. Oh, can you hit the uh, size? Can you hit the AC unit? I think some people have like good questions throughout the week that like pop into their head. And I think it's probably hard for them to like wait for me to like tweet out, hey, what questions do you guys have? And then also this gives me the ability to like take some time and write it up. So if you guys want to ask me, Yuli, Silas, anyone questions, we will have the link for that in the description of this YouTube video, I would tell it to you, but it's literally like docs.google.com slash whatever. And, uh, you know, us over here at foundation, we are not good with links. So first question here comes from Cody and they want to know Brody at times in your pro disc golf career, you have seemed to be a loner in some ways, but last year you seemed to find a little more camaraderie with guys on tour, especially with the guys that you Airbnb with. Uh, Do you find yourself cheering for those guys if you're not in the mix? How do you find the balance of competitive edge and also friendships that naturally happen as you spend time with different competitors on tour? This is a fantastic question. Um, 100%. 100%. um, I think from, I mean, it was me, Aaron, and Ezra that basically toured all last year together. Tristan Tanner is actually joining on. So it'll be uh, us four touring. And uh, yeah, 100%. Every tournament that, you know, me and Ezra, unfortunately, weren't really in the mix that much. Ezra probably more than me, obviously. I think he was in the mix a little bit at European Open and some other events. But Aaron, like, legitimately had a couple really good chances to win. And, you know, we would just basically wait in the parking lot or we, were, we would watch the end and then wait in the parking lot for him kind of thing. So, yeah, 100%. Yulian, you can kind of attest to this where you've been on tour for way longer than I have. There's some people that you, you make legitimate friendships with. And then there's other people that like, yeah, you're, you know, acquaintances, like you say hi and you go along your merry way. Like, is that kind of the same for you as well? No, it is for sure. I mean, my um, I'm
2: in a little different position than you being the captain of Discraft. craft. So yep. I'm always trying, trying to root for my team to do as good as they can. And obviously how you separate those two things is as soon as they call, you know, your tea time, I don't care about those people anymore. I care about myself and I'm trying to win the tournament and that's the the way that it is. When it's done, I'm obviously rooting for them because um that's my job description. I'm gonna do a a, a good job doing that. Uh I also have very close friends that I'm gonna root for as well. Um just because like that's just what, what happens. You become close with certain people and then you root for them because you want success for your friends, just like anything. Um yeah, I think you've hit it on the head. There's other people that like I it's not like there's um people that win and I'm like, oh, I can't stand that guy. I can't <laughs> believe he won. Um, but there's also people that like, you know, you have a little you have a little e- edginess with and you would rather Come out on top, and I definitely have a couple of those people start up in my u disc app to where
0: um you're trying I'm not necessarily them, yeah.
2: rooting for', them but i'm I'm definitely looking to where they finish and compared to myself,
0: yeah, for sure i mean if you if you're not like trying to beat everyone out there, then you just don't have as much of a competitive i mean and it's getting more and more competitive now, I think you've probably seen this change over the years of where before there was a little bit more of this like community element to it of where we're all in this together. And that's going to change as more and more people aren't touring in vans and like sharing bathrooms and sharing groceries and all that stuff. Right. The the kumbayas, if you will, will slowly start fading away and players are going to start flying in players are going to start staying in Airbnbs and, and hotel rooms. And there won't be this, this idea of like, Oh, we're like a traveling circus and we're all in this together. It will definitely be a little bit more cutthroat. And we've seen that already. I mean, I've yeah. seen that in the few years I've been on tour.
2: No, for sure. I mean, uh, there's definitely something, something to be said about that, but I guess, since I've been playing, there's always clicks. There's always people that you hang out with little clicks here and there. Um, That's just the nature of of being a human being. Uh, You know, as if we're flying into places, I'm sure I'm still going to be hanging out with my same people, you know, over the next few years or or I was talking
0: more like everyone kind of feeling like if everyone is touring in a van and everyone's staying at the same spot and everyone's going to yeah, the you same... Yeah, gotta, gotta,
2: you kind of got to have that camaraderie. You're kind to, of like um, a
0: small village, basically, that travels sure. around, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that that's what I was just saying. That's starting to splinter a little bit where yes. people, like you're saying, the clicks that maybe were in there, but everyone was still... Like now you can kind of splinter yourself away from the group and kind of do your own thing in small little group. Um. All right. Another question from Cody. This one's for you, Yuli. Congrats on the recent news of your wife being pregnant. How will being a new dad affect your tour schedule this year and maybe next year as well?
2: Well, I think one of the big, the biggest things for for me is my, our due dates right around the world championships. And so that's the one that like, that's really kind of popping off. Um, Luckily it's in Virginia. And that's only about three and a half hours from here. So depending on where she is in the pregnancy, I'm probably going to do my best to play it, knowing that if something happens, I'll be able to just come straight away, um, drop everything and and obviously be here for um, the birth of my child. Uh, As far as touring, like completely, nothing changes really for me. You know, her and I have always um, had the deal to where whenever she wanted to come to any tournament, she comes whenever she's missing me, I'll fly her out that day or or whatever that night. Um, and that's kind of been an agreement that we've had the whole time because it is tough traveling um, without your, you know, your spouse. So I don't think much is going to change. Obviously, once we it, it is a good time when we're having the kid as well, because the off season is going to be pretty close after that. It's only like a month or two right after, and then I'll have some time to get acclimated um, to being a father and definitely helping out in those um, ways. (laughs) What I've heard is staying up all night and doing that whole thing, um, which I'm very excited about. Uh, But at the end of the day, this is what I do for a living and I got to provide for my family. And so I'm I'm definitely going to be touring for the next few years for sure. um, How that, is going to happen you know that's a conversation for her and i and we'll definitely figure out what's best what's best for us but um what's best for us is obviously me making sure that i put food on the table so
0: yep true uh if you do have questions yuli about how like the sleeping situation how to like maximize that silver sage my good buddy he has two kids both in the 99 percentile of sleepers like he has uh there's like a camera i guess you can buy now that basically tracks how they sleep and everything and then like charts it all out and i mean i hit his boy sleeps like 12 hours like he like just sounds amazing yeah so if you have (laughs) questions they have figured it out and i'm definitely going to be using him as a resource a hundred percent because uh that is that is the play. That is the way to go. You go to sleep, they go to sleep. You wake up, they wake up. All right, anonymous question here. Do you think that Macy got more or less than the offer that Dynamic Disc offered her with her new contract at DGA? If it was less or the same, is that a bad look on her? Would that look bad on her if that information got out? If it was less or the same, would that look bad on her if that? Infer- okay. So they're asking. Okay. So I guess they're saying if, let's just throw the numbers out. Dynamic Disc offered her $10,000 to stay. She said no, made that post, and then signed with DGA that offered her $8,000. I guess they're asking, like, if that happened, would that be a bad look? First off, I think DGA definitely probably offered her a better contract than Dynamic, so I don't am right, with that's... you on that one. Yeah, and I don't. Because I don't of Edwin's statistics,
2: answer. it doesn't matter because she's going to make that money back because everybody yeah. increases their statistics for the most part.
0: Yeah, I don't even think the second question. I don't truly understand the second question, but. I don't even think it uh it applies here because I, I, I think DJ probably did offer her a better deal than Dynamic did. So yeah,
2: and, and then the last part of that was does it make her look bad? No. Why would it make her look bad? She posted what she posted, she went to another company, and that's what she wanted to do.
0: James says, now that the next gen now that the next generation of Eulaberry has been announced, when can we expect a little Smith? So Kelsey. Uh, initially wanted to do one more year out cheering for the Raiders. Um, I don't think this, the re-signing of Antonio Pierce influenced her at all as the head coach. Maybe it did. Not sure. Maybe (laughs) she thinks Aiden O'Connell is the future. Not sure. But, uh, she loves it. She loves it a lot. And so she wants to do one more year. So, oh, here we go. Manuel Ulibarri. Who's Manuel? It's my uncle, Oh, your uncle says congratulations to you and Sarah Bud. You guys will make incredible parents. I hope to get back to see you soon. Good luck in twenty twenty four We're all pouring for you in Arizona. Wow, oh man Manuel yeah, thanks, that's uncle. awesome. heck yeah, yeah,
2: thanks, uncle. love you, buddy.
0: love that. family love in the chat. love that. um all right, oh, so I the answer, sorry. Uh, she's going to do, she's going to try out again. Cause every year you have to try out. She's going to try out again. And, uh, if she makes the team. I'm going to have another full season of watching the Raiders help me. And, uh, <laughs> and then after that, uh, we will start trying. All right. Jason tennis is partnering with pickleball at the Miami tournament by having pickleball matches on the side courts. Similar audience audiences and racket sports should stick together as they are likely to create new players and fans of a similar style of sport. Then attract someone that likes a contact sport. Is there a way to get disc sports to share resources and do something similar? Men's ultimate in the morning women's ultimate in the afternoon, aligning with disc golf pro tour tee off times at a place near the disc golf pro tour course. Potentially there are some cross sport athletes. Interesting. I like that idea. I do like that idea. Hmm. I could see them trying to make like a massive disc sport weekend of some sorts. Yeah. Um. I don't, gosh, I don't know how big the crossover is because there might be a lot of, is there a lot of pushback? Do you feel that at all from ultimate players? Towards disc golfers, I see a little bit of it. Online. I've
2: never I've never really f- felt that um myself, honestly. I've whenever I've talked to ultimate players who are like, let let's say I'm I'm doing field work and they're having a game or or whatever, like I've never felt any animosity. In fact, it's always been very cordial of people coming over and being like, Oh, blah, 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 and asking questions or 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 whatever. So I don't feel I don't feel that.
0: Yeah. I, I think it might be more on like the professional side. The, the people, I don't know. I see some of it sometimes on social media, but again, a lot of stuff you see on social media is like the 1%, right? It's like the yeah. super, super, uh, out that's a there. good idea though. That's a great, I don't mind it. I don't mind it. Now I have been in both organizations, the USA ultimate and the PDGA, do I think either one of those organizations would be able to come together and make something happen? Absolutely not. But could the AUDL, which is the professional league and ultimate and the disc golf pro tour, could they come together and figure something out that that could potentially happen? And that could be cool. That could be very, very cool. All right. Randy's got a long one here. I'm talking with local players who play in events and tournaments. It was pointed out to me that UDisc is not a reliable source for checking for events. The availability of a course, sites like Disc Golf Scene, and the PDGA's website are better. Do you two view that as an issue? I ask because UDisc is advertised everywhere for the course map and scorekeeping. Every course I've ever played at is advertised at the first tee or welcome sign. I think it's fair to say it's the first source of disc golf information a player comes across. If a new player only knows Udisc as a source and goes to a course to see if it's off limits to a tournament, that new player may be turned off from playing further if Udisc doesn't have that event listed on the app. I've been playing casually for the last 10 years and I'm aware of what sites to check, but it took me a while to figure that out. I guess my main question, can't we make this easier for for the next wave of players? Let me know what you think. So I think he's asking, that was a long question, but I think he's asking, can you just like have something on there to where if you're going to go play a, ter- a course, I thought they did have this on there, but maybe they don't, where you pull it up and it's like, oh, there's a tournament going on there. You can't. It's not playable today. I think that's the question he's asking, which I thought...
2: I thought they already well, had if they that. don't
0: have that, that's silly
2: because it should definitely be on there. It should, if there's a pro tour or a tournament going on at a course and you click on the course, that would be a, if it's not on yeah, there, it should like, be on there to where it's like, Hey, the tournament.
0: Ram, yeah. Red yeah, banner tournament banner. Co- or course closed. Yeah. Something. That'd be I a great feature. Yeah. I could have sworn they, I, I thought they had something. like. That. But it is probably
2: tough because there's so many tournaments going there's on there, every there. single weekend. I mean, so many.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm not really quite sure hundreds. how they can. Yeah, I don't know how you. Maybe you, maybe you work out something with like the tournament director or someone that's setting it up on U to be able to. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know really know the logistics of making that happen, but I can totally see how the frustration would be if you drove 20 minutes to go play a course and then you show up and it's like the course is closed. When I mean, we've seen it all the time at uh, people coming and trying to play courses. that are closed for our tournaments and you know, some people don't, people don't take it that well. So no. Um, all right, before we get into housekeeping, one last announcement, if you missed it as well, we've got another, another soon to be, uh, Connor Kennedy and his lovely wife, Gabby are expecting as well. So all sorts of babies coming to foundation. Uh, we're going to almost be able to field a basketball team soon. So that will be cool. So shout out to them. Uh, Housekeeping, shout out to our new Tour Life crew members this week. Thank you guys for joining. Shout out to all the donations in chat as well. Appreciate you all. Um, We had Grant with nine months. Ronnie with 10 months. Appreciate all the Tour Life crew. Tim Jansen just joined. Thank you, Tim. We appreciate all the support for Life crew. We really do. All right, here we go. Drum roll. Tour life merch update. Silas, hit us with the numbers. Come uh, on, the come numbers on. are come on. in. You want me to give you tour life or grip lock first? Grip lock. Give, give us grip lock. Give us grip lock numbers. Grip locked. Eighty-seven. Ooh. Okay. Thirteen away from hundred units sold. Wow. Okay. Those are rookie numbers. Ooh. tour life <laughs> i'm just gonna say it tour life 96 okay we got okay. it by we got him by nine we got them by nine this week it is close it is close so uh definitely closer help us yeah definitely closer than i like let's get to 100 before they do so uh top pinned comment right now you can check out all of our tour life merch over there support the show we appreciate it so much or don't do whatever you want really but at least click the link and see what you have over see what we got over there see what kind of style we're swagging minimum with. hit the subscribe button please definitely hit the subscribe button 100% and maybe the like button as well we'll we'll ask for some likes as well drop we a been, comment yeah we haven't been doing <laughs> we haven't been doing that that much uh all right spotify versus apple we've got spotify at 927 reviews Apple at 253. We are uh, 73 reviews away on Spotify from hitting 1,000. I don't know what happens there. Do we get the 1K? Does it just say 1K? Because that would be swaggy. I know that was huge on Instagram. Once you got to Mm 10,000, you got the 10K. That was massive. Uh, Maybe it'll be the same for uh, Spotify reviews as well. Tour Life needs a Yuli Horse coffee mug. Mark. Couldn't agree with you more, brother. We will work on that. Silas, jot that down. I know we're going to have to pull Hunter's teeth to do it because he hates making tour life merch for us, but we're going to have to do it. All right, debate night auditions. Also, if you're interested in joining debate night, it is the podcast that we do during the season. Silas has the QR code right here that you can scan. We also have the link in the description that will take you to how to apply for that. We are looking for new people, some new blood. I'm going to be honest with you. If you listen to this show and you're like, man, Brody's kind of, Ooh, man, that's, you're not going to, you're not going to want to come on debate night. I will tear you apart. I will tear you apart. Do not do it. But if you hear me on here and you're like, Brody's an idiot. I want, I, I, I am so much smarter than him. Then come on debate night. Those are the people that we want. Come on debate night. (laughs) And let's talk it out. Uh, And we'll see. So if you want to join that, click the link or the QR code that is on the screen. Maybe I should come on debate night one of these times. You should do an episode. I think you would like it a lot. It is fun, man. It is because it's quick. It's quick. You only have a few, like a minute or so to get your point across. We'll see. I'm I'm sure this season, too, there was a lot of kind of controversy on... Timing and point deductions and all that—it's oh, so getting sh- strict. Yeah, yeah it's I'm getting sure. Strict. I'm sure Trevor's going to show up with a whole new, whole new <laughs> list of things of uh, of rules. But yeah, you should pop on. It'll be fun. It'll be good times. And uh, yeah, it's, I, I definitely enjoy it. Now, I will say, don't come on if I'm standing. I'll. Get, I'm undefeated. I have never <laughs> lost when I'm standing. I've never lost. Um, all right. Boys, did we miss anything? Silas, Yuli, did we miss anything? No. Everyone in chat, Tour Life crew, everyone happy. All of our listeners happy. We appreciate you. We're getting so close to the season starting. January is over. We're done. We're moving into February. Only a few more weeks before you'll see all of our lovely faces down in Florida throwing frisbees. It'll be a good time. Um, but other than that, again, congratulations to Yuli. shoot him. Uh, he has a lovely, lovely post over on Instagram. Go over. If you're not following him already on Instagram, go follow him on Instagram. Leave a nice little comment on their Instagram for them. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you guys next week.